0: Yo yo check, check this out. It is, uh, Previously heard. Previously heard. Good hope FM. Let's go. It's the great drive coming to you live and direct on your Freedom Day, 20 past to 4 o'clock. Something huge, something massive, and you, oh, you only get this, you only get this when it's huge and it's massive. Listen up. Out. They don't call my name. They do read the four chapters. chapters. Gotcha. Now I'm back, RikSitch. I've been born again. Master, hit the switch. Igor, he's a And joining us right here on the Great Drive, he is the host of the Good Vibes. But above being the host of the Good Vibes. He's a grandmaster, the DJ Ready D, world-renowned, internationally renowned. That means when you look at the greatest DJs in the world, he's in the list. It's that simple, okay? (laughs) He's going to be a nice guy about it, but I'm going to say it. He's a big deal. (laughs) He's a massive deal. But today, we're not talking about your DJing Grandmaster Reddy D. Welcome back to On Air,
1: by the way. Hey, man. Keezy, thank you so much for having me on this show, and good afternoon to all your listeners.
0: Absolutely, man. Great to have you. D, you shared a message with the Good Hope FM team. On WhatsApp, and I want to read that message. Sure. It says, This is the first time we met Nelson Mandela. It was a rally on the Kailicha sports grounds just after his release from prison. Our hopes as prophets of the city, which by the way, prophets of the city was the very first hip hop group ever in South Africa, ever. We're talking to a pioneer here, people. Prophets of the city for our people was to never be oppressed by our liberators or to be victimized by economic terrorism through greed and corruption. Happy Freedom Day. Hashtag the struggle continues. Redhidi, take me back to that day as prophets of the city. Meeting.
1: Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, that was um, around about 1994. Okay. Um, Probably a couple of weeks or I think maybe about a month or so after Madiba was released from prison. So he started doing all his appearances, you know, different venues throughout the country. And on this day, um, we ended up being booked to perform at this particular rally where he was going to make his appearance. And it's quite amazing, though, because I remember that day clearly as if it was yesterday. So I was the first member to arrive at the venue, though. Mm. So I'm rolling in in my black Ford Cortina 3 litre 30S as they would call it
0: Trust Ready D to remember those facts eh?
1: <laughs> oh yeah Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm rolling in and I'm coming through the sports field I clear security though and I'm driving towards the stage area and I just hear this commotion and people shouting and I see lights and I hear hooting and it's just crazy I look into my Rearview mirror, and I just see all these cars and this, you know, all this, this noise, this excitement, and everything going on, and everybody shouting, "Go, go, go, go!" Gee whiz! I put my foot down, and I drive that car over that uh, Kalicha sports field <laughs> like a madman, and I felt like I was being chased. Wow. by A huge convoy of vehicles, and that was Madiba's arrival right behind me. <laughs> wow! <laughs> So, to cut the long story short, all the proceedings happened on the day we performed. Though, After our performance, Madiba came onto stage, and then we took that photo, though. So, that was a, a really um, popular journalist of the time and photographer of the time, Mr. Rashid Lombard. I think he used to work for the August newspaper back in the day. Mm. And um, he managed to, 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 to take the pic of, um, of a POC with Madiba. Wow, And uh, Madiba was actually uh, standing behind the decks, though, and doing his popular Madiba jive there on that day. So we all got to meet him, of course, shake hands and, you know, um, have a picture taken. And that particular picture was also used as part of our voter education um, campaign that we had. So we had posters done that went out across the country, you know, uh, on this um, campaign. Uh, that we did to educate people in terms of how and why they should vote as well. So it was quite a, it was quite a huge thing, though. But uh, I didn't quite understand the magnitude of what mm, was going to come. Mm, mm. And um, our second encounter with Madiba was at his inauguration. Prophets of the City performed at his inauguration as well at the union buildings. So wow. that was quite a huge, if you want to call it like a huge experience.
0: Wow. Like I did not know this. Mm. I don't yeah. think I don't think Cape Town knows. Prophets of the City were right there.
1: And yeah, I mean and we, we performed that inauguration of Tabombek as well, but the one um, for Madiba was quite um, a difficult task, though. So I just have to tell you why quickly. Uh, we were busy working on our third album called The Age of Truth. Mm. So leading up to the Age of Truth, um, our music started being banned in the country. Wow. Um, it started of. uh, it started from the second album, Boomstyle. One of the songs that we recorded was a song called On STEM. Um, we did our version, you know, of the Africana anthem at the time and we voiced our opinions because the country was going through turmoil. Wow. You know, the country was burning practically with all the protest and, um, there was, there, there was just a lot of chaos and violence in the country around the time. Uh, we were very politically and socially, um, opinionated wow. around that. The third album was a quite, I would say, quite explicit in terms of its political content, though. Um, word got out in the industry that we recorded this heavy album, you know, wow. this, this, this serious album that was naming certain people. The album was titled The Age of Truth. Mm. We were booked to perform at Madiba's inauguration. And when the word got out into the industry that we are busy recording this particular album, they decided to kick us off the ball. And then our manager fought tooth and nail to get us back on the ball, you know. And then what they then decided is these are the concert promoters that we actually can't come and and perform with our instruments at at the union buildings. And, you know, we were fighting, fighting, but we thought we needed to get onto this platform because there was over a million people in attendance on the day. And, you know, the word got out around the world and news went out and all these things. And, uh, what these promoters didn't realize is that, yeah, we don't need instruments. We actually got a member in our crew called Jasmo, mm. the human beatbox. Mm. Yeah, he could beatbox and, you know, practically do all the, all the necessary beats that we needed to perform, uh, with his mouth. And that's how we ended up performing at the human, uh, at the evening building. The performer went ahead with a beatboxer there, you know, doing this thing. So, yeah, that is just a little bit of um, info around POC. And, and as, as you've pointed out, not too many people um, know of the journey beyond the second album, Boomstyle. A lot of people don't know we were based in the UK for many years. What? And we also toured um, the USA, you know, from the UK. That was like our jumping, if you want to call it our launch pad. And our strongest fan base was all the way up in Norway. In the Scandinavian countries, that's where POC's um, stronghold was. And POC also managed to perform in East Berlin before the wall fell. And we had right wing Nazis that were our bodyguards, skinny (laughs) bodyguards in East Berlin. So, how's how's that story? (laughs) You you
0: do realize that you are a walking museum. Like, you. And, you know, while you were talking, um, I started to visualize what it it looked like. And, you know, I mean, I wish I could talk to you about this more. By the way, this is going to be available on the podcast. I think Cape Town needs to know this story. They need to know the story of POC. But also where you guys are in the history of this country, where you are. I mean, it's unbelievable. And now 27 years later, and this is the last question, 27 years later, you know, Can you still take us back to the mood and how the country felt in those moments?
1: Yeah, I think there was a lot of excitement on the release of of Nelson Mandela. But uh, um, within that excitement, you know, the country was still in pain and burning at the time as well. Um, For us as POC, it was uh, was a very, very stressful period, you know, because we ended up being banned. We ended up being getting kicked off um, of big concerts. Um, our appearances within the public sphere started to diminish, if you wanted to call it that, but it was all orchestrated, you know, by the powers that be at that time. I remember there was hit squads that used to go around, you know, and they were practically assassinating all political leaders. That doesn't matter from which uh, political party or, or school of thought you've come from, the minute you have this political voice, you know, they would come after you, and at that time we were touring the country. We practically lived out of a VW microbus touring the country, and that actually forced us to arm ourselves to the teeth as well to protect ourselves. You know, so it was it was that kind of scene. And then um, you know, Mandela became president. Prophets of the City was then being banned, and then shortly after that, in '95, late '94, um, sort of early '95, then relocated to the UK and in the UK we did really really well over there we released um, two albums wow. in the UK toured all of the UK ended up on the same ball as Lauren Hill the Fugees James Brown just to name a few names out there Africa Mombat and the Soul Sonic Force they are all pioneers of hip hop culture and the list is endless in terms of you know the, 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 the bands that we toured with the television shows the publications we've been in the band won multiple awards Yo. abroad as well so Deep. yeah
0: Wow, wow Someone needs to shoot a movie Someone needs uh, to shoot a documentary No, someone needs to shoot a movie We need this story to be visual Because this is, this is insane film, tune, film producers tuned in right now To The Great Drive Whoever you are This story needs to be told Through the eyes of the Grandmaster DJ Reddy D And Prophets of the City D, I have to keep it moving Thank you so much man
1: Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to to allow me to tell that part of uh, our our story, you know, to our listeners. And I hope that they found it interesting and let's build upon this and celebrate the freedom and also acknowledge, you know, all of those that have lost their lives, you know, to fight for our freedom. And we still have freedom fighters alive and well today, fighting for all different types of things, you know, in order for us to move forward as humanity. Let's celebrate that and let's become a part of the solution.
0: Absolutely I've got I got something special on the way Right here on The Great Drive Just for you Thank you It's called Never Again Just wow, keep it locked up. Wow. It's Thank on the so way much. I did some Thank digging you. Shout out to DJ Easy, But I got yeah. it just for you Okay Yeah
1: that's a UK remix by the way Yeah recorded that in the UK <laughs> Alright e- it's e- on e- the
0: e- way Right here on The Great Drive The Grandmaster Thank you. Thank you. Thank DJ you so much, Reddy. E-
1: all of the best Thank you sir Thank you
0: Absolute pleasure Absolute uh, okay. pleasure Why does D call me sir? D can never call me sir I mean it's just wrong I hear you, but like that's the humbleness coming through, you no. know what I mean? When you see that man, mm. you show that man some respect. Feeling for more, for
1: It's all you need.